0: Welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast! Tonight, Jay and Matt will pay tribute to Count Chocula, Frankenberry, and all the rest. It's a whole show about the General Mills Monster Cereals! Listen, if you dare! <laughs>
1: we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Monster
2: Serials. I can't believe it's taken us this long to do a show devoted to the Monster Serials. Of course, they've come up many times, but this is the first time we've just gone for it we're sitting here well what's our next show and it's staring us right in the face <laughs> yeah it was like it was so obvious we were we? we're like 15 years deep into this podcast how the <laughs> hell did it take so long but what timing 50th anniversary i think it's gold or was it gold or platinum anniversary it's one of those big ones it is it's, it's a it's a precious metal for sure and you know it's so funny when you hear 50th anniversary it sounds ancient and then i'm like my god I'm not that far away from a 50th anniversary myself. Oh, God. So, as of right now, we both already got the retro style boxes of the three main cereals. Yeah, man. You hooked it up, and I'm totally
1: excited for them.
2: Yeah, nice boxes. We have the Monster Mash fruit snacks on the way to us by mail in about a week. Hot stuff. And just today, there have been confirmed sightings of Monster Mash cereal in stores, which means that by the time we actually publish this show, it's probably going to be out there and findable.
1: There have been Bigfoot sightings and Loch Ness sightings, but this is a big sighting.
2: Someone posted a picture of, I guess you saw it too, of the store display with Monster Mash. So it's not like a rumored sighting, it's confirmed. Yeah. So I'm like, motherfucker, I wish I didn't have to record a goddamn podcast because all I want to do right now is go to every supermarket in the state. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can we just can it and take a ride?
1: let's just leave dead air for the next hour. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be right back, guys. So tonight, though, in celebration of the Monster Cereals, who have been with us and providing us not only just breakfast, but lots of great entertainment throughout the years.
2: (laughs) Providing us not just breakfast. Yeah. You caught me off guard with that one. (laughs) An early spit take tonight. (laughs)
1: But we're not going to just chit chat about it. We've got a lot to say.
2: We're doing it our way, which means that we're not just going to gush about, oh, we love the taste of conchocula. We're going (laughs) to dive deep into monster serial history, things that you probably don't think about often, if at all. Definitely some obscure stuff here. And I guess at first we didn't think that there'd be enough for a whole show, but there totally is. There's more than enough. And, like, I mean, we picked some really obscure stuff. Like, if we wanted to go on the nose, we could do five more shows.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of material here, and I can't wait to dive into my bowl of
2: cereal. One thing I have to point out is that we usually do our Halloween shows in August and September and October, but here's the deal. If the Monster Cereals can start celebrating Halloween in July, so can we! So on that note, which of us is going to go first? I think I went first last time. Yeah, I think you went first the last five times. So <laughs> yeah. I keep, I keep uh, <laughs> weaseling you. Yeah. So I'll go first.
0: Number one. Scary bat marshmallows and monster cereals will change the way you eat breakfast. Bat.
3: Frankenberry and, and Rudy Yummy I mean Mummy. Throw the switch, oh! that's Badly really good, bad marshmallows! So delicious!
0: It's scary. Bad marshmallows and monster cereals, the spooky part of your complete breakfast will never be the same.
2: I'm gonna start soft here, Jay. My first pick, I just wanted to talk about some of the monster cereal marshmallows throughout history. Oh, I see what you did there. You're going to start soft with the oh, I marshmallows. I didn't even catch it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. I don't think uh, many people realize how much history there is here. So, like, I'll give you one quick example. I have the box of this year's Count Chocula right here with me. And there are these swirled ghosts.
1: I see, yes. That
2: are the marshmallows. But what a lot of people don't know is that, like, back in the 90s, that... Marshmallow got like a huge introduction with its own commercial. And there were like swirled ghost cartoon mascots. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. You're right. So if you look at all of the monster cereals throughout history, there are so many marshmallows that we just don't have anymore.
1: The point that you're trying to make is that the marshmallows are very underrated and they're actually like the main event of the cereal.
2: Every time they added some new marshmallow, it got a big ad campaign. It was very similar to what General Mills does with Lucky Charms.
1: Yeah, and it dictates, like, the look of the
2: box, the entire promotional
1: campaign. It just makes the cereal for that year.
2: Back in the 90s, there were points where the Monster Cereals came with Scooby-Doo marshmallows. Oh, yeah. Goosebumps marshmallows. Casper and Wendy marshmallows. I know mm, you're a big, big fan, fan of Wendy. I like it. <laughs> I <was> just... <laughs> Like, these guys, (laughs) Count Frank, they were not punk rock purists. They would sell marshmallow promos to anyone. When you're a young girl, you're playing Wendy from Casper
1: and Wendy. And you can tell someone when you're an adult... That I had a marshmallow made after me in a breakfast cereal. To me, like, that beats anything you could possibly... You could say I'm Lizzie McGuire. Big deal. <laughs> I had a marshmallow. I was in
2: cereal. Look, for her, maybe it's not so high on the list of, of achievements. For us, it would be all we talked if, about. If
1: we were marshmallows in cereal? Oh, God, Are you kidding me? It. Jesus Christ, amazing. of course. To be submerged in almond milk? <laughs> oh, God, do you really do that? Do you really have almond milk in your cereal? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, well, you weird. would like that better because you don't like milk at all anyway. So
2: I don't like the word milk, so yeah. no. <laughs> okay. We're not going to go down this track again. Right. But two of the fallen Monster Cereal marshmallows that I really wanted to draw attention to, first were those bright yellow lightning bolts, which... Oh, my I, God. They I think they were from 1996, and they were like crazy bright yellow. <laughs>
3: Chocolate! Lightning hit you too? Not
2: me. My double chocolate cereal.
3: Wow! Bright lightning marshmallows. Intense.
1: An electrifying part of this complete breakfast. Probably the
2: best of all time. In my opinion, they should still be in there because they make all of the monster cereals just really pop. A little splash of big color.
1: Oh my god!
2: Love it. And uh, then if you go back a little further to 1994, the monster cereals came with those legendary. Hidden Ghost Marshmallows. Mm,
3: Yes. Kids, now when you pour milk on your Count Chocula cereal, marshmallow ghosts will appear from inside their chocolate shells. It's a spooky surprise.
2: They put marshmallows in the cereal that were covered in this, like, (laughs) chocolate cereal dust. And when you poured your almond milk or whatever on them, (laughs) it washed the dust off and it made it look like these marshmallows, these ghosts, were just appearing from nowhere. Right. Alien technology. If you're a big time Monster Cereal fan, like you guys got to just Google the old boxes, look up the old commercials on YouTube, because you're going to see that for a long stretch, like, I mean, well over a decade, basically how the Monster Cereal stayed current and active was by changing up the marshmallows. It's also how they stayed delicious
1: because without the marshmallows, what do you have? Just boring oh, ass cereal. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're so right. And you even mentioned they had the wolf and the moon. Yes. Like, uh, like two things that you're thinking, wow, they're really thinking outside the box here.
3: For a limited time, you can try the full moon and chocolate wolf marshmallows inside new shiny
2: boxes of Count Chocula. They really went for it back then. It wasn't just like this thing they dusted off around Halloween. It was an all gear push. Yeah.
1: You can't be just throwing in marshmallows that are, like, nondescript. They have to have a meaning. You have to really believe in what your marshmallow stands for.
2: I need every one of my cereal Marbits to have lore. (laughs) I need lore with my marshmallows.
1: (laughs) Oh, you said Marbits. It's
3: a monster mash.
1: To introduce the spookiest batch of chocolatey marshmallows in my Count
3: Chocula cereal. Frankenstein! The mummy! The werewolf! And a special ghost appearance by... Casper! Now, for a limited time, monster marshmallows. With me, Casper. Now, in Count Chocula, a spooky part of the Spook breakfast.
0: Number two. <laughs> Oh, ah, you've come for my delicious cereal, Calchocula. It's chocolatey good. With a devilishly good chocolatey flavor and tasty marshmallows. Wrong
3: Count. Kids come calling for my Frankenberry cereal. It's frightfully good with strawberry flavor and tasty marshmallows. What a treat. Calchocula. Frankenberry. We like both. <laughs>
1: you can enjoy this good, nutritious breakfast with...
3: Frankenberry. Calchocula.
1: Matt, let's go back to 1981, shall we? This is a long time ago, but it's for a purpose. And this is to watch a monster cereal commercial that is in the
2: Halloween style. You could make a pretty solid argument that it is the best ever monster cereal commercial.
1: During that era, a lot of the ads were animated monsters mixed into the live action. So there's one boy dressed up as um, a devil. And then there's a girl dressed up as a witch, and they're trick-or-treating. They go to this, like, gothic haunted mansion, and Frank and Count, they answer the door, and they're, like, giving the kids boxes
2: of their own cereal. Full-size boxes, I have to
1: point out. Full-size,
2: yeah. (laughs)
1: Full-size. (laughs) <laughs> so they're putting the boxes in the trick or treat bag, and you're thinking, well, they're putting over their own cereal. I'm like they're like, no, my cereal's better, and that's what the whole gimmick was. These guys are just like shilling their own
2: products. Well, I mean, you got to make a living in this world. Yeah. They don't have many options. It's not like you could. Could Frankenberry go to apply for a job at CVS? They just like <laughs> turn him down outright. He had to make this work. Also, I didn't know. I guess this makes it canon. The count and Frank. They live together. Who knew that? Yeah, they're roommates. Because they, yeah. they like they have
1: to split the bill on that mortgage for that haunted mansion because it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? So the trick-or-treaters come by. They get their cereal boxes and they walk away.
2: With full, regular, grocery-style paper bags, by the way. It's yes. like they went grocery shopping, not trick-or-treating.
1: Exactly. And then later on, you see two more kids come up. And they're dressed as Frankenberry and Count Chocula. And when Frank and Count see them, they get all scared and they're shaking. Then you
2: realize, like, these guys are buffoons. Well, I mean, maybe they were just uh, putting on a little performance for the kiddies, you know? (laughs) Playing along. You know, you've opened the door to trick-or-treaters. Oh my God, how scary! (laughs) I actually have never done that.
1: (laughs) You're looking at these kids in their, like, early 80s Halloween costumes. And this is pure gold because you're thinking, wow, they might've bought that at the local drug fair or whatever. Are those actual costumes that you're going to bought? Cause they're pretty good. They did do a tie-in where you could like, I think send away for a costume. I don't know if this was the year though, but they did do that. And those costumes are just amazing. So the kids sit down, buy their cereal that's poured and they have their masks up and they're just like staring lovingly at these boxes. Not much
2: has changed, has it?
1: (laughs) Yes. It's amazing.
2: This is a really solid look at how simple the cereal used to be. Yes, The marshmallows were just, like, they were the kind of marshmallows you'd get in a Swiss Miss cocoa packet.
1: That's exactly what, like, just balls, marshmallow balls.
2: And the cereal itself is just this nondescript kind of, like, disc shape. Mm -hmm. Not very thematic compared to the uh, spooky faces and the uh, swirled ghost marshmallows that we got now. Yeah, next time we're complaining, we should go back in time and and watch these old school ones. Totally. So if uh, anyone out there wants to see it, if you look up, I think it's 1982 Monster Cereal commercial, you'll find it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was 81. Who knows? You'll find it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's either the year Empire Strikes Back came out or the year E.T. came out. One or the other. I thought I had Mario Pack came out in 1980. Oh. Well who knows, maybe 1980 is in the mix too. <laughs>
0: number three some mornings there's a little monster in all of us
2: good morning fred
0: and until that first cup of coffee we can all be pretty beastly
2: good morning fred
0: that's when your 7-eleven store can be a lifesaver good
3: morning fred with
0: a good cup of fresh brewed hot coffee to perk up your morning (laughs)
2: Coffee brings out the best, <laughs> the beast in you. Hey, wow. Several years ago, I noticed something magical after going to 7-Eleven. Mm. So they've got this blueberry coffee, and it's really good. But what makes it so noteworthy is that it smells and tastes exactly like blueberry cereal. <laughs> and I don't mean like generic blueberry essence that is kind of, sorta in the blueberry realm. I mean it is straight up blueberry yeah you've been touting this for such a long time i have and i knew i wanted to bring it up on this show but i also knew that if i was gonna do that it only would work if you could back me up right so (laughs) the other day i tell you to hop in my car i go to uh your nearest 7-eleven and before we go in i pull a box of blueberry out from the back seat have you take a big whiff and then in we go There was this huge buildup to this, uh, visit, right? I mean, look, I know you, you're a contrarian, Jay. And if I, if I give you too long, a leash, you'll fuck me over here. So I knew what I had to do. I had to create the mood and I had to make sure that I was there to see your face when you smelled that coffee. Well, also you've been saying this for
1: years and I take your word for most things. And this was one of those things like yeah yeah whatever uh, you know like, look, I look I'll I be care. I'll
2: I'll be the first to admit that I do use hyperbole a little more often than most people everything that I see eat smell touch is the greatest fucking thing in the world right so I would understand why you might just be like eh. He's going for a stretch here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's why I knew I needed you to experience this. So we go into 7-Eleven. They have the blueberry dispenser. I'm like rubbing my hands together. Like this is the big fucking moment. I get the cup. I put it in the slot. I pull down the little handle and three drops come out.
1: (laughs) I just just started dying laughing at that. You got to be kidding me.
2: Picture a 4th of July fireworks show where they're doing this massive build and then nothing happens when they pull the trigger. (laughs) It was the worst. I haven't ever had a coffee from 7-Eleven. I'm not
1: even kidding, in my entire life. And the moment that I actually go and do it, after you've been recommending it for years, three drops dribble out.
2: Right, and like, I mean, I know 7-Eleven's coffee routine probably better than you, and I know, like, this is it. This place is off- (laughs) We're never going to get the blueberry coffee here By the time they brew a new pot It'll be fucking next year Right. So then we spend what felt like Three hours driving to No joke At least four or five different 7-Elevens
1: Eventually, there would, might have been another one or two after that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them didn't have it at all because right. it's not like their most popular coffee. It's blueberry. Yeah. Other ones did have it, but again, they yeah, were completely empty. empty. Like, you could have got any of the other flavors. I'm like panicking because I can't do this section unless you've had the coffee and I don't trust you to do it by yourself. So it's like we have to keep going to 7 Elevens. Finally, we find it and they have it. And Jay, tell them what your reaction was when you smelled and tasted that blueberry coffee.
1: All right. It smelled exactly like blueberry and it tasted like it too. But even more so is that it was literally one of the greatest sips of coffee I've ever had.
2: I was so happy because you were so into it. It was and so like, good. You are, you're, I mean, you're a tough nut yeah, to I crack with tough. coffee. Yeah. Like, you are definitely like. You have your preferences with coffee, and it's like, I was definitely expecting you to maybe give me the smell, but yeah, then spend was, five minutes telling oh, me how awful it was. We're already getting that kind of vibe for
1: Halloween, yep. and this is just topping it off, because if they would just put a damn sticker on it that says booberry
2: They wouldn't have to change that coffee at all. If they put that sticker on it, everybody would say, that's Boo Berry. Like that, that's it does, how close it is. When you smell it, the odor is literally exactly the same.
1: Yeah, it would help if if someone doesn't buy into it, if they bring a box and it's right when you open the bag, like for the first time.
2: Right. That that initial yeah. whiff. Because you know, after five minutes it smells like nothing. It <laughs> smells like it smells like the box. Smells like cardboard. <laughs> My pitch here is for everyone to head out and try it, but for me, the Halloween season is all about those little moments, about making something out of nothing. And when you can go to 7 Eleven get a coffee and consider that a halloween activity that is pretty cool
1: not only did we drive around to seven seven elevens but then we wound up going to michael's to check for halloween stuff and yeah we we got
2: some candles we were playing halloween music in the car it was like we made a whole night out of fucking blueberry coffee yeah we went to michael's and then target
1: two normal dudes night out who needs A sports bar or gentleman's club when you could buy mints at Target.
2: We're so fucked up. I mean, if you think about our travels, we're definitely like dinner time conversation for so many strangers. Saw these two guys. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but it was weird, man. Yeah, we did get a lot of luck. I mean, just think about that first 7 Eleven where they didn't have the coffee. Like, I'm like, ah, son of a bitch! Stamp my feet like a five year old. Then we march out, like, all indignant. Like, what the hell could these people think was going on? And luckily, there's 35 Seven Elevens in, like, a 10-mile radius of me. <laughs> it's so funny, because we would walk up to them and kind of debate, this looks like the one that's going to have it, as if you could tell what sort of coffee is going to be inside by the outside. <laughs> and by the way, the amount of uh, traffic laws that
1: you went against uh, blatantly that <laughs> night was astronomical.
2: I do admit that I took some calculated risks that night. <laughs>
1: You were so determined that uh, you made some crazy moves. It was almost like
2: you were smoking the bandit. Ugh, man, I really wanted that coffee, but in the end, it all worked out. <laughs> and it does smell like blueberry, you're right. Yeah. So, guys, just to bring it back to the subject, go out there, find yourself a 7 Eleven or maybe 18 if it's necessary, and get yourself some blueberry, blueberry coffee.
3: Someone's come for a nutritious breakfast. What? Hello, my name is Boo. <laughs> Let me finish. Booberry. My ghostly good blueberry-flavored cereal, Booberry, <laughs> is part of this complete breakfast. Boo, Boo to you, you, Booberry? Frankenberry's got strawberry-flavored marshmallows. chocula has got chocolate marshmallows. But I've got blueberry-flavored marshmallows. Frankenberry. Chocula <laughs> And Booberry. <laughs>
0: Number four.
3: Oh, what a beautiful day for Frankenberry, the world's super sweet new cereal. Hui, here's the world's super sweet new cereal, cold chocula. Beautiful! I've got berry flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor.
0: Well, I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor.
3: Frankenberry, cold chocula.
0: Frankenberry
2: Cold
1: Chocolate. Matt, this is one that I have always wanted to bring up on the show. And if I have brought it up, I don't even remember. So I'm going to talk about a video on YouTube that's called Frankenberry Redo. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, from 2007. A YouTube user, YT Romano, uploaded a pilot that he was designing for a direct to video pitch to General Mills and Star's channel.
2: Is that what that's from? Yeah, and
1: and the description has since changed. So I don't know if that was information that maybe he decided he didn't want to share anymore. But I've been watching this thing for like several years. It's a Claymation-style commercial. So what he did was take your basic... Uh, I think it was one of the earliest Monster Cereal commercials, maybe the second or third one. Right. And he took the concept of it, did it in Claymation, and just took the audio and overlaid it onto the claymation. But I kept thinking to myself, wow, this is really something, because it fits so perfectly. And you're thinking, how have they never done a claymation commercial with these characters? It seems to
2: fit. Yeah, they really did a nice job. And this like extra information that you're adding is blowing my mind, because I thought this was just some clever, fan-made thing. But mm-hmm. now that I think about it, of course it had to be for a bigger purpose, because who the hell... Has the resources That's to do this just for a YouTube for, video? Yeah, just
1: for shits and giggles. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And so this is 14 years ago, and you're thinking what we could have had on the Stars Channel it could have been like an actual Halloween special produced by Rankin Bass.
2: Don't you fucking? I mean, I knew, I knew. <laughs> I knew where you were headed. The second you said you were bringing up this commercial, I'm like, it's a matter of time before I have to hear about this fucking ridiculous made-up Lair Witch 2 Rankin-Bass special again. And another thing I'll tell you is that I've picked up on something about you over the years is that you are a secret Claymation mega-fan. Oh,
1: I love Claymation.
2: Gonna start calling you Clay from Sludge Central.
1: (laughs) Clay... (laughs) it just it's great because it rhymes yeah that's it oh god if that is my dream yes i want to star in a claymation
2: what's interesting about it to me is that you know it's 2021 a lot of us curate these youtube playlists with spooky music videos old commercials because we all can broadcast youtube on our tvs now it's just something we all do yeah and people would easily overlook this one but it would fit in so well
1: it really would like just thinking about a regular commercial for the monster cereals though and just doing it in that style you think
2: wow that see that would be a great way to uh commemorate these guys because it fits so perfectly when you hear the audio laid over it you kind of get that it's a fan made thing but if i just showed you a gift from this you wouldn't think that it's from some unofficial source you would imagine that there's just some monster cereal thing you haven't seen
1: yeah, and it actually looks even better than it did, like, if you're watching, like, Robot Chicken. Like, this looks better
2: than that. Better than Robot Chicken? I mean, <laughs> there's the gold standard of claymation.
0: <laughs> Everybody wants somebody To be the own piece of play. Number five!
3: You rang. Good evening! Hey, you guys just can't sneak up on somebody like that? We didn't sneak up. Frank and Barry and I were cleaning out the castle, and all of a sudden we showed up here. Yes, and it was a pretty bumpy ride, but quick. By the way, who are you? Oh, um, I'm Magician Dan Witkowski, and and these two kids are friends of mine. Allow me to introduce you. This is Dustin. You must be Dustin. I'll
2: bet you're Shelley.
3: That's right. Hey,
2: you already know each other, huh?
3: These These are are our our favorite favorite cereals. cereals. All right,
2: it's time for my weirdest pick of the night. Ooh. Let's talk about Count Chocula and Frankenberry's rare live action appearance in the Magic Secrets video. Oh my God. This was a General Mills videotape. It's so bizarre. I have no idea why this thing was made, but it was. This was a General Mills videotape that you can get through, I think it was like a mail promotion Mm -hmm. in 1987. And Jesus Christ, I don't know why more people aren't talking about this tape, because it is wild stuff.
1: I have to admit, I never actually watched this.
2: I knew about it. I just never watched it. I'm not gonna lie; it's a tough watch, but it's kind of a necessary watch. Yeah. And the uh, quick summary is that you've got this magician who wears bad sweaters, and he's teaching these two kids how to do magic tricks. <laughs> but for some reason, all of the General Mills cereal mascots are there too. And sometimes they're costume characters, and sometimes they're these like crude puppets. And I mean, like everybody: Tricks Rabbit, Honey Nut Cheerios, Bee, Sunny from Cocoa Puffs. Even the smorcerer who is so obscure that I don't even know what serial he's fronted. It's amazing
1: that they're all there. I, and I think that is incredible because it's like the Justice League of General Mills, right? Not only can I learn how to do magic tricks, but I'm also going to be able to watch all my favorite serial characters in the
2: same show. <laughs> Why? Like what happened here to make this project come to be? And now the
0: stars of our
2: show magician Dan Witkowski
0: and your favorite Big G characters, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, the Honey Nut Bee, Sunny the Cuckoo Bird, Lucky the Leprechaun, the Smorcerer,
1: and of course, that silly rabbit. It sounds like a dream come true. It sounds like the greatest thing that's ever been
2: concocted. You know, if I hadn't seen the video, I would say that it is. (laughs) So the bulk of the tape is this magic guy teaching kids how to do these, uh, I guess, allegedly simple tricks, but it's really brutal to watch the amount of steps it takes to do even something ridiculously (laughs) simple. Like he is spending eight minutes telling you how to fold one piece of paper. So you could maybe trick somebody into thinking you've made a penny disappear. I'm like, oh my God, I'm ready to tap out. And it was still 20 minutes away from Count Chocolate appearing.
3: Let me show you a way you can keep track of the silver dollar fairly easily. You begin by placing it in the center of a small square of paper. You fold over one side of the paper, and then the next side, and hold it up to the light. Can you see the coin in there? Mm -hmm, Okay. You fold over the top and then fold up the bottom, then wave your hands over the top and say
2: the magic words.
1: Tricks are for kids? You've got
2: it. Anyway, midway through the tape, we see them. Count Chocula and Frankenberry in costumed character form. Yes. They're less like costumes you might have seen in a movie or even a tv commercial and they're more like costumes you would see at a 1980s toys r us meet and greet
1: yes or like if they had rides at a six flags great adventure
2: probably even a couple of steps below the six flags yeah. level. <laughs> i mean they're good enough like the masks are good but the rest of the costumes are just like oh a little frumpy but whatever it's frank it's count they're six feet tall and they are there to help the magician cut a woman in half. Yeah, it was time to saw the
1: woman in half, that old trick.
3: Well, it's a good thing you two cut-ups just dropped in because we were just getting ready to rehearse another illusion. And you can help, okay? Right over here. Watch closely.
2: So the guy does the trick, and you know I'm not going to get into the specifics on the trick other than to say that I have never seen a more laborious and complicated version of that trick than yeah. him spinning the fucking girl <laughs> in the box like 85 times. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, they do the trick, they take a bow, and then Count and Frank fight over who gets to take a big bow in front of the audience... And they crash off the stage and that's pretty much it for them on the magic secrets tape tag did you did you notice like how little they actually helped the magician like they were there to
1: help him but they barely did anything
2: i actually had to watch it three times to like just confirm that they did help him at all (laughs) because i think the extent of the help was handing him like the blade and they're almost they're almost off camera when they do it (laughs) they're given the tricks rabbit who in this video is like. It's like a sock puppet and it's got a voice that sounds nothing like the Trix rabbit and they're moon pushing him and they're keeping the monster Serial mascots for like five seconds. That's all you get with them. Did you notice the
1: VHS cover? You see Frankenberry. He's just levitating there.
2: Count Chocula is levitating Frankenberry. Yeah, that's And yeah. Th- you'll notice that they also of all the mascots they are giving very clear prominence as if to suggest that they are the stars of this video, which yeah. they very much are not. No, they're not at all. <laughs> In all of like monster cereal lore, this is probably the most lost artifact.
1: It is. And it's going for about like 50 to 100 bucks on eBay and
2: Amazon which you don't need to pay, fortunately, because a few people have (laughs) uploaded it to uh, YouTube. Yeah. And it's an hour long, and it definitely will not feel like a minute less than an hour long, but it's a cute curiosity, and I think we're both glad it exists. Yeah, it's worth experiencing.
3: Hey, kids, like I say, there's always a way for a magician to fool you. And no matter how much you know about magic, it's still great fun to be fooled. Wow, this has been fun. Tricks are for me. Those silly rabbits. rabbits! Tricks are for kids. But, but magic, magic tricks, tricks are for everyone. <laughs> we all hope you've enjoyed watching and learning about magic tricks over the past hour. And from all of us and all of your friends at Big G Cereals, we wish you a magical future. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Number six our house in the
1: middle of our street our house, in, the of our, our house, in the middle of our street our house in the middle of our street someone tells you that you go to in the middle of all Father gets up late
2: for
1: work. Matt, remember that gothic scary mansion that I was talking about earlier? Mm-hmm. The monster mansion, as it were was an actual mail-away cardboard castle from 1981 that you could get with uh, two UPC symbols from Monster Cereal and $12.99. So this is an actual, like, castle that you could go in as a kid, like a, almost like a fort.
2: Like a four-foot cardboard fort looking something like Castle Dracula from Wildwood mixed with, like, the Monster Cereals. Yeah. Amazing.
1: Clubhouses and tents were a big thing. Like every kid had the Smurf Mushroom House in the backyard and I had a GI Joe tent. Like, so those things were like very popular because it went along with your role playing.
2: Well, I mean, even beyond the, like, store-bought ones, I mean, who didn't make forts out of couch cushions and tacked up blankets?
1: Absolutely, and pillows and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think
2: Psychologically speaking, I think it was because, like, your parents and your siblings, they didn't respect your privacy even in your bedroom. So if you wanted a place for yourself, you actually had to build another room in the house.
1: <laughs> but it also just felt cool and different.
2: Yeah, yeah. It seems like the most grandiose
1: serial promotion that I've ever seen.
2: It's like the old comic book ad for, like, the six-foot submarine, but it's a castle.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And this was, like, almost like a medieval-looking castle. It had balconies, and inside each window you would see, like, Count and Frankenberry. They had these windows on the sides where you could spin a piece of cardboard inside, and you would get a different character. Like, you might see Fruit Fruit pop up in the window. Oh, I didn't
2: notice that, but that's, 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 I mean, I, my mind is just, did, were you, uh, speculating on the fruit root thing, or is he really a part of this mansion? Oh, no, he's actually a part of it,
1: and he was, like, eating parts of the wood, and then there's one, there's actually one part where he's jumping off the side of the castle,
2: it's crazy. I'm fanning myself, and it's not just because we had to turn our ACs off, holy shit, that's amazing, now I understand why this thing sells for (laughs) $13,000.
1: So, yeah, this advertisement, they actually had, like, this beautiful, it was almost like a magazine ad. It touted about getting a monster membership card, and it says you can invite your special friends inside.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, the reality is you had to be especially young to do that because, I mean, this is fundamentally not much different than, like, the cardboard cat castles you get from Target. Like, it's a little bigger, but in reality, I don't know if you're fitting five people in that thing.
1: Now that we're adults, I was thinking about that very thing. And I was thinking, like, I could probably fit in if I curled myself up. Maybe I could do a pocket crossword puzzle or drink a mini can of soda.
2: I feel like you would have a little trouble with that vertically. And I might have a little more trouble horizontally.
1: (laughs) No, it's so funny that you mentioned the cat thing. Because I kept thinking, how could they make this apply to today and bring it back, right? I'm thinking... It could work like a pet house, and that was something I was going to bring up to you because those pet houses that you see during Halloween and stuff—they have like haunted mansions
2: for your cat.
1: Oh, those yeah, those things
2: are super popular. And and this You're is you telling is... me I'm I'm the one who buys 55 of them a year?
1: But this is literally why do you cardboard? think I have cats? Yeah,
2: it's cardboard. You can, you can get it for cheap, assembled in under five minutes. This would make a great SDCC exclusive. Like, make oh, a bigger version of it. You could charge the $800. I don't care. It's SDCC. People are used to that bullshit. But even I would go for that. And you know I've gotten pretty conservative with these things now. You could walk into
1: the General Mills area and you could, like, have a photo op in that mansion.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get those costumes from the fucking magic video. <laughs> we'll go into the Corver Castle. It would be great. <laughs>
1: Last thing I'll bring up regarding this is that just recently, a company called Jada Toys announced their monster serial figures. They have Count and Frankenberry. All they need to do to make everyone's lifetime is to make this monster mansion to go along as a playset.
2: Oh, God. You know what's interesting is that I know, I don't think it's current, but at least several years ago, there was a guy on eBay who did sell figure scale versions of this castle. Right. Right. So it would be awesome. It, you know, it's doable. It's been done by a fan. So, yeah, that would be amazing. Would be so good. By the way, those figures, I DM'd you. I'm like, hey, they put out some new figures. They're cool, but I'm going to pass. You're like, yeah, I already pre bought <laughs> 18 sets. <laughs>
0: seven. Ooh, you think that sounds spooky? Just wait. In a moment, you'll be hearing the creepy, haunting, fun sounds of Halloween. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Count Chocula, and I love anything spooky, like Frankenberry. Blueberry and count chocolate cereals. Now grab a spoon, pour yourself a bowl, sit back, and try not to be too
2: afraid, because the spooky sounds of Halloween are about to begin. So there have been a ton of prizes tucked inside monster cereal boxes over the years. Everything from stickers to little posters, glow-in-the-dark crayons, I think maybe once they did the vampire wax slips even. But I wanted to pay tribute to one of the real oddball prizes. OK. So I don't know if you remember the trend, but in the very late '90s and very early 2000s, a lot of different cereals started including music CDs right in the boxes.:
1: Yes, that was such an incentive back then because you felt value in that. You're like, "Wow, a CD
2: usually costs like $17 back then.": so. Exactly, because at that point in time, we had hit the point where burning CDs was easy- peasy and super cheap but it still was new enough to where you would remember buying CDs for like $18, no matter what they were. You said burning CDs, and it's like such a term that people never use. Oh it, God. It, it, no, but
1: it's almost like if, if a younger person heard that, they might think you're actually like lighting CDs on I know, fire. it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, I was
2: actually thinking about that when I was prepping for the show. I'm like, oh my God, you remember going to like Best Buy and yeah. buying the stack of burnable CDs and <laughs> DVDs and then like just making all these homebrew things yeah. that you never watched again? <laughs> anyway 2001 but the monster cereals at least frankenberry and count i think maybe Booberry too they came packaged with spooky music and sound cds in a partnership with fox family's 13 nights of halloween mm. so i got the count chocula box that came with one of those cds and the title of the cd the official title is rhythm and booze yes not booze like b-o-o-z-e but booze like a ghost it's this glorious and bizarre mix that included everything from a spoken word Count Chocula intro to random pop songs. And our listeners already heard the intro leading into the section, but I wanted to point out some of the specific tracks on this CD, because they're amazing. Uh, not amazing, but no, yeah. They are. They are. They are. No, no, they are. You're going to agree with me.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: Now, I think most, if not all of the tracks Had ties to children's TV shows That were somewhere on the Fox channels At that point Did you buy this back then? Because I bought this
1: And I listened to it real quick And I threw it away
2: I'm well, not Jay, even joking I mean, in 2001 Not to, like, out you here But you were already fucking able to gamble In <laughs> Atlantic City So I'm sorry that it's getting spooky in here Which, was a song from Digimon Didn't do it for you But it's a bop, Jay It's a bop. It's a fucking bop <laughs>
1: think that's the best one probably okay because there's some other ones that i think need to be mentioned what's one that you really liked the halloween countdown it was like wow this is hitting pretty close to home you should probably have thought that (laughs) and then there's angela anaconda which i thought was just absolutely outlandish
2: These songs get no love from anybody. You're not going to find them on any playlist anywhere. But to me, that's what's awesome about it, because we know better than most that it's really hard to find more spooky songs once you've gotten through 200 of them.
1: Especially one that
2: sits in such an odd area of pop culture like this. The thing that really makes the CD for me is that you get this intro from Count Chocula, which is amazing. Then you get this, like, let's say, 10 songs from these totally disparate children's franchises that are of varying degrees of quality. And then the CD ends with a, like, 17-minute track of just creepy sound effects.
1: They mixed in your run-of-the-mill Halloween sound effects tape.
2: Exactly. It's exactly the same as like one of the old Hallmark Halloween tapes that you and me grew up on.
1: I'm partially hearing impaired, and listening to this CD, it didn't make it any better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you're just being cruel, Jack. Come on. I know you're loath to admit it, but there is at least one song on there that you're going to pull off and put on that 20-year-old iPod that you still carry around. It gets yeah. more space, man. With repetitive
1: listening, like I do, it actually just turns the corner, becomes like not even just good, but like better than anything that's ever existed in the history of time and space.
2: I predict that on our next show, even it's even it's about like let's say I don't know fucking uh, Pepsi. If we do a whole show dedicated to Pepsi, you're going to open with an admission that you were wrong and you have been listening to this CD nonstop. Yeah, of course, because I'm the
1: person that picked like a Barney performance from a Thanksgiving Day parade. Oh my god, you did!
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like waiting for you to make fun of it. And you're like, yeah, actually, it's a. This is a it's really a good, good uh, yeah, man. The, you don't um, understand the, the showmanship of one a performance, <laughs> the cinematography. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> weirdo. So the CD is on YouTube. A lot of people have uploaded it, including me. So. Overall, I think it's worth a listen.
0: 13 days and nights of Halloween, when terror fills your TV stream, Dawson Goblins and all the life- Number 8! Count chocolate
3: presents Mickey. Something happens to Mickey at daylight. Chocolate! The chocolate monster in him comes out for a bite. it! Of oh, that double chocolatey delight. Count Chocolate! Alright! Chocolatey cereal with chocolatey marshmallow bats satisfies a chocolate monster in no time flat. The monstrously good part of a complete breakfast. If you crave chocolate too, Count chocolate can satisfy the chocolate monster in you.
1: I've arrived at my last pick, Matt. So I'm going to make this one count. And I'm going to pick Mickey, the chocolate monster from 1991. And if I said that to anyone else, I don't know if they'd immediately know what I'm talking about. But if you live through that time, or if you're just a crazy fan of the monster cereals, you know who Mickey is. It's not Mickey Mouse. It's this little chocolate creature.
2: There have been a lot of TV commercials for the monster serials over the years. I'd imagine close to, if not over a hundred of them. This one, bar none, the most absolute motherfucking strangest of them all.
1: Mickey, it's this little monster, and it gets real out of hand if it doesn't have his Count Chocula cereal, right? Right,
2: and just to uh, point out, this is live action.
1: Live action, right. Like a live action commercial, not animation mixed with live action. It's fully live action. He looks like sort of like a baby... Triceratops made of chocolate or like uh, maybe like a discarded character
2: from Eureka's Castle. <laughs> yes, I I had written down chocolate deer, but I think Triceratops is a much closer. So dead on with that. It's, it's yeah. like design wise. It's just preposterous.
1: Yeah. And he's going crazy. Like he's screaming and ranting and raving that he needs his counter. He's rummaging around the
2: kitchen, making just a big scene. I think you should now discuss who he is making this scene to because that is the other big aspect of this commercial
1: yeah he sits down for a bowl he's got count chocula next to them like this is a live action count chocula what's your take on this count chocula man because i have my own
2: opinion this count chocula i just want to start by saying this is the only time that this count chocula ever appeared it's in this one weird commercial from 1991 and never again right and To me, it is definitely not what you'd expect a live-action Count Chocula to look like. It kind of felt like you took Flabber, you know, your your dude from Beetleborgs, Mm -hmm. and threw a bunch of brown paint on him.
1: Exactly,
2: but that's probably why you like him.
1: No, no, I don't like him at all, and it was very disappointing. And I remember watching this, saying to myself, "Really, this is what they've done to my boy over here? You know, like what's going on?" He almost looked like. When you're at some sort of fair or carnival and some teenage girl is doing, like, clown airbrushing to kids' faces. Yes. What the hell is... Where did this come from? Yeah, it was so bizarre. And so, (laughs) chocolate monster uh, Mickey goes and sits down. He's finally eating his Count Chocula and he starts to morph into a human boy. It's almost like a a werewolf-type situation, but all he needed was his Count Chocula. And you're like, oh, I get
2: it. I see what they're doing. It's akin to when the Campbell snowman turns into a boy. It's that yeah. level of disappointment. It's like, no, that's not a happy ending. I want my fucking weird alien to just be happy. Don't turn him into a boy. Yeah, and he needs merch. Like, why
1: wasn't there Mickey merch? This is a chocolate little frisky rascal monster who eats Count Chocula.
2: I have to say, though, I know a thing or two about branding, or at least conventional branding. So you have decades of Count Chocula being this one thing. And then out of nowhere, you throw this wildly different take on him out there with this wild fucking animal alien thing. So you don't do something like that unless you intend to have a whole ongoing campaign. What that tells me is that the reaction to this Mickey commercial must have been yeah, so bad I, I totally that they just canned it all like immediately.
1: In an era of stuff like Jim Henson's dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff that we used to watch, like this would have been obvious to me
2: we're not influencers but over the years i think there have been a couple of times where things we discussed on the show have kind of taken on a second (laughs) life and i guarantee you yeah that some shirt vendor who plays fast and loose with licensing there's going to be some mickey merch
1: i could definitely see general mills finally listening to us and bringing mickey back you could definitely see that for a little bit of a nostalgia kick everybody <laughs> loves it
2: you know what they're gonna say everybody they're, loves they're it. gonna say
1: you know what guys listen we know that you want
2: mickey back but do you really want mickey back and then we want to hear you on twitter who remembers that side character from a tv spot in 1991 that we only let air for two and a half days
1: you know what they're gonna do they're gonna say hey we're gonna bring alf back and we're
2: gonna have mickey on alf's show well, I mean, if they do that, then I'm all in, of course. <laughs> you want to add a million dollars for everyone who watches, too? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ha 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 my spoon?
1: Matt, our monster cereal show is in the books. It is history.
2: Now that we've done it, it's even more striking to me that we didn't do it earlier, because clearly this is a subject that we are very passionate about.
1: Sometimes there's things that are floating around the atmosphere, and you just kind of have to grab them. That's what we did tonight.
2: Yeah, that's poetry today. So, we're going to check out our picks and uh, do our thing. Okay. So, uh, who you want me to go through yours here? Sure. You did the uh, General Mills Monster Mansion, which was a four-foot-tall cardboard castle. Corrugated. Corrugated cardboard. That's a, so, that's you, know, a had, you know It had some heft and strength to it. Yeah. You brought up the, oh my god, the fucking insane Mickey commercial from 1991, where you have this, I mean, even the live action count, that was enough to make this just an absolutely bizarre thing. Then you add in the Triceratops and it's just over the top. <laughs> you brought up the commercial, which is either from 1980, 1981, or 1982, where you have the monster cereal mascots handing out full-size cereal Full boxes size, yeah to trick-or-treaters who very conveniently are using... Full-size paper grocery bags to go trick-or-treating with, <laughs> and finally the claymation spot because you are clay from Sludge Central. <laughs> I'm gonna knock out the clay. Uh, okay. Oh boy. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I know which one I'm going. <laughs> on. I know you're. Gonna... Wherever. Where, what am I doing? Wasting time. It's Vicky! Mickey. It's Mickey. <laughs> of course, it's Mickey. My new fucking
1: favorite thing in the universe. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Mickey rules. And I love how Mickey is, I think they're implying that his shorts and his little tank top or whatever he's wearing. It's almost like he's a toddler who kind of has like a little belly and the clothes are kind of too small
2: for him. I actually got like infant, which is why when he turned into a boy, I'm That's like, what I'm huh, saying. Yeah. this does not, nothing's computing. Nothing about this commercial makes any sense. And you know,
1: as much as we love Mickey, there ain't no way in hell I could even spend 25 minutes with that motherfucker.
2: No, no. But you could sure spend $250 on an action figure if they come out with one. <laughs>
1: Uh, Somebody's going to 3D print that guy and sell for 300 bucks.
2: Somebody, yeah. Somebody's going to be buying a 3D printer as soon as we been recording, aren't they, Jay? <laughs> uh, etsy.com is already uh-huh. up on my computer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let me go through yours, Matt. You had a, like a ton of awesome picks tonight. You had the marshmallows through the years, the monster marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Which I love that you mentioned the Scooby Doo marshmallows because totally underrated right there.
2: Actually, when I brought up the Scooby Doo, I was very careful to quickly move on because I knew if I gave you an in, we would have been talking about those marshmallows for the next like forty-five minutes. <laughs> I knew I had to gloss over that shit, and I had to make—I made sure to peeve them in the middle, so I—I I had something else to bring up immediately following them. It's like it, you was, buy- it was a strategy. I'm like, I can't yeah. let them talk about these Scooby Doo marshmallows. It'll like never you, stop. If you bought like some sort of special cookies or
1: something, and you didn't want your family member to eat them, so you just scurry into the kitchen and hide them. Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want you to bogart my section with your fucking tribute to Scooby Doo.
1: <laughs> uh, you had the uh, Count Chocula Rhythm and Booze CD
2: from 2000. Mm hmm. I think that is uh, not going to make the championships tonight.
1: <laughs> you, had, you had the Blueberry Coffee from 7 Eleven, which smells and tastes like booberry. Mm hmm. And finally, the Magic Secrets VHS promotional tape from 1987 which included the live action characters of general mills and uh some behind the scenes magic tricks yeah strong list thanks i do love the marshmallows but i'm gonna have to drop those and i'm gonna drop the uh rhythm and booze cd Mm -hmm. i like the coffee a lot so that's a contender and the uh, magic secrets video pretty amazing but no, I'm going to go with the blueberry coffee from 7-Eleven.
2: Damn. Yeah. Wow. I, I was hoping there was a little bit of a misdirect going on there because yeah. how could you not pick? I mean, we had such a good time.
1: I couldn't stop telling you how much I loved it. And I'm still thinking like, wow, I just want this in
2: iced coffee. I want you were, everything. You, I mean, yeah. it was like the, the coffee part of the night had passed like an hour before and you were still going on. And I was like, man, I really like that coffee. Yeah. I'm glad, Jack. <laughs>
1: And sometimes you got to work at it to get the actual thing. So, yeah. you know, you may have to drive around a little bit. But no, definitely that is my pick. So, we want to remind everybody we are on Patreon. That's slash purple stuff. Yeah, we have a monthly bonus show there. And man, we always do some fun stuff on there. So, definitely check it
2: out. Yeah, what was this month We did, I think we smelled some candles yeah, or something. We smelled yeah? some candles, an aromatherapy session. It was fun, actually. I like that show. I've listened to it three times
1: shockingly people enjoy listening to us smell candles
2: they do they like when we're really like home and garden-y <laughs> i find it's like when we talk about the pop culture stuff they just kind of put up with us so like this show will be okay for them but if we did a show about like what's our favorite topsoil yeah the hits would just be astronomical Jay. <laughs> like what's our favorite pine wood cleaner <laughs> let's do a show about our favorite tetley teas. tetley <laughs>
1: Our favorite roses, tea, porcelain collectible.
2: Oh, oh, God. Don't fucking get me started. Number one, it's the koala. But number two, we absolutely are going to do a show on those rose tea animals. It's a coming. But it's going to have to wait a few months because this is our July show. And then August, September, and October, all about Halloween. Yeah, man. Excited. We're in it. We're We're in in
1: it now. Definitely. Looking forward to it. So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from Sludge Central. I mean, Clay from Sludge Central. (laughs) (laughs) I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. And you'll have a monster for breakfast today. There's a new grace sweeping the country.
3: Monstermania, monstermania, harder than bop, boogie and hop it. Monstermania, monstermania, jump up and down, and fall on the
0: floor, roll around, get up and do it some more. It's
3: monstermania, monstermania, bigger than disco baby. Everybody's going for.
0: Thank you for listening to The Purple Stuff Podcast.